0: Happy Sunday and welcome to Brunch with Des i I'm your host, Des, also known as Des B, here to provide you with your favorite way to start the week. Every Sunday, we explore new topics and dive into conversations that matter and some that truly do not. Tune in each week to smile, learn something new, and join your favorite brunch gang. Let's get into it. What's up, you guys? Welcome back to Brunch with Desby. I'm so excited to have you guys here this Sunday, just like every Sunday. But today is actually really fun because we have a guest. Typically, we don't have guests on this podcast. It's just not something that I've really created my podcast into being. However, I do want to get more diligent about bringing you guys some really fun people a few times a month or every other month. Today's guest is named Leah. She is a human design expert, and it is something that if you're like, what the hell is human design? This is exactly what this podcast is for. She has a lot of really great resources as well, which everything will be linked in the description box, link in bio, wherever you're listening, or if you're watching on YouTube. But I'm very excited for today, and I think it's going to teach you guys a lot of things. I've been very open here about my own personal struggle right now with kind of spirituality, religion, and just kind of wondering what am I? Who do I believe? And more. But human design is a really cool bridge of just tapping into your true self and about you, but not in a selfish way. It's just learning how to better be in alignment with yourself. And at the end of the day, when you wake up and you choose to be the best you that day, that is you stepping into alignment. So there's a lot of really great crossover between religion and self-alignment that we're going to talk about today. Just a few quick housekeeping things. Number one, make sure that you guys do subscribe on YouTube. I'm so excited to still be doing YouTube. Obviously, it's a new journey for me. It's fun. It's exciting. I think it's really cool to watch videos personally. I'm more of a watcher. I do listen to, but I like to have the options. So I'm excited to have the options still for you guys. So make sure that you go subscribe to Brunch with Desby on YouTube and also check out my personal YouTube as there are always new episodes, new vlogs every single Wednesday. I do still have my Trova trip open, Costa Rica brunch with Des B, taking our podcast in real life and heading to Costa Rica together. I'm very excited for our trip. This is expected to be happening November 4th through November 8th. And again, all trip details and everything above and beyond are in the show notes and link in bio, whatever we're calling it (laughs) below. I never know what to call it because... I've always just said link and bio, and then I say show notes, but then I've always said description box. So at this point, wherever you know to find the text with links, that's where everything is always going to be. I hope you guys enjoyed last week's episode and are excited for this week. If you like guests, if you want to have more people on, if you want to see me featured on more podcasts, please reach out to your favorite podcast host or send me a DM with anyone who you think could add value to Brunch With Desby. At the end of the day, when I bring on guests or just bring on people to have conversation, I still want you guys walking away with something, whether it's an educational piece or just simply a laugh. I only want people on my podcast that are going to leave you feeling like with a tank full and not a tank empty. There is nothing worse than listening to a podcast, listening to a guest, whatever it may be, and just be like, that was not fulfilling. I just wasted an hour of my life. But I have a feeling today you guys are going to walk away and be very grateful you took an hour to listen to this episode. It has been a crazy day for me and again a crazy couple weeks for Leah so we finally synced up and gave you guys this episode. Make sure that you leave a review, give this podcast five stars and make sure you tune in every Sunday. Let's get into today's episode and meet Leah.
1: Hi, Hi, how are you? Good. Oh my God, I'm so glad we're finally
0: connecting. Uh, Dude, this has been... I don't want to say like, oh, it's a long time coming, but it's been at least three, three or four weeks.
1: Yeah, I know. Yeah, I swear, I it's been crazy. But um, it has I'm so been crazy. To finally, just jump on with you. <laughs> I, I am too. As
0: a podcaster yourself, you also, I feel like, totally get it. So it's fun. A lot of people I bring on. Not that I bring on people often, but they're not like podcasters, right? Which is fine. But it's nice to be able to be with someone who also does the same thing so they understand just like flow and conversation it's a it's a talent it really is
1: yeah yeah it really is and i think i i totally agree sometimes when i bring people on my podcast i'm like you can tell who like does it a lot and who doesn't so for sure i know
0: you're like i love you i'm so glad you're on here but it's nice when we have that flow of natural conversation um in one today that i'm really excited about because i got into human design Probably about like six weeks ago now, maybe maybe two months ago, and right. I brought it up to my audience, and I'm like, listen, I'm not an expert, but here's what I, here's what I downloaded. Here's an app, you know. Here's <laughs> what I'm doing nowadays. Um, one of my listeners, her name is what's her? Is it Gretchen? She sent me mm-hmm. your story that maybe it was like, who should I podcast with or connect me with someone who you would want to see me on or something like that. And that's when I reached out to you. Um And uh, so now I look back and I'm like, I'm not an expert, but I know one. And that's why you're on yeah. today. So I'm excited.
1: Yeah. Okay. I love that because yeah, I was, so I've been on quite a few podcasts as of recently and I, and what I did on, I was sharing about them on my Instagram and I think I put on there, I was like, I want to be on more podcasts. Like I love just being on podcasts. Like, so if any of you guys have one, like invite me basically, like I'm happy to do more. There's so much fun. And um, so, yeah, so that I think you're right. That's how you probably found me. Tell us a
0: little bit about yourself. And I always like to share it in the way of like, if I were to walk on an elevator or we sit by each other on an airplane and we kind of just have this small intimate time together, what would you tell me that you do and how can you help me?
1: Yeah, so I'm, a, I'm I'm Leah, first of all, and I'm a human design um, expert, and I'm also a spiritual. Life coach, and I'm a wellness guru. And so, what I do is primarily human design is kind of the focus of all of my work under the design of you. Um, And so, with that, I am someone who does, you know, human design readings. I so one on one sessions with people. I also do um, something called the human design guidebook. And Desiree, I'm going to send you one um, after our call today. So, you'll get your own personalized guidebook. They are anywhere from 95 to like 119 pages long, depending on how many channels you have. So you will get that. And the um, so those are like two of the main things that I do, but I also teach human design readers. So you want to become a reader. You want to learn with me. I have a mentorship program. I also um, have something called The Method, which is a integrated human design and spiritual wellness journey. So it's this journey where we get really deep with your human design and we go on this long spiritual journey together. It's about six months long. And we understand like all of the different areas of your life where your gifts show up, where you're operating in or out of alignment and how to work with your relationships, what different exercise or movement or um, digestion is most supportive for you based on your human design. And so it's like this very long sort of integrated journey to really get you into a place of alignment. And so those are the offers that I have kind of currently in my business. Outside of that, I'm also very much of like a wellness guru and a spiritual coach. So I I live in Orange County and um, I'm in Newport specifically. And I do moon circles on the beach once or twice a month. And um, so I lead people in circle and um, I do like one-on-one life coaching. And then um, I just love wellness. Like I'm a kind of wellness freak. I used to have a foodstagram before I did all of this, which are my smoothie recipes and all (laughs) the things. So that's a little bit about what I do. Um, And yeah, I've been in this human design world for quite a few years now, and it's so cool to see it blow up. It's like it's becoming more of a household conversation. And I just think that's so cool.
0: Yeah, well, you know, I never really understood human design. And we'll get into it, you know, after this little introduction of you. I really want you to like four dummies explain what human design is. But so we'll get there. Um, So anyone listen, just get in your seat, because I feel like we have a lot to learn today. And I'm very excited to be a student. Um, But when I grew up, the only thing I really did was, uh, you know, just um, like personality tests. That that was like the closest I got to really understanding my strengths, my weaknesses. Um, Or I would have a coach as an athlete who would be like, oh, here's what you're really good at. You're a good listener. You're not a good follower. You're, you know, they would just kind of like self-inspect you. So hearing about human design, I kind of started more in like the Enneagram journey, Mm. understanding my Enneagram and then now um i kind of got into like manifestation talk (laughs) and um you know all this like crystal talk and i'm like okay what is going on i came from a very religious background and this is something Mm -hmm. i struggle with and what i kind of want to speak on next before we get into it growing up in a religious household i've struggled balancing like faith with this idea of like energy and being in Mm -hmm. control when I've grown up being told I'm not in control. Um, Mm. So I'm just curious with like your upbringing, how did you grow up then? were you in a religious household too? Or how have you found to like bridge this barrier of living in your now and knowing you can control it while maybe believing in a greater power?
1: Yeah. Uh, oh my God. This is like such a passionate topic of mine. Um and, and the first thing that I'll say is I saw that you were born in Michigan. I was also, I'm from Michigan. <laughs> I'm so, buddies. Yeah. Yeah. I'm actually from Toledo, Ohio, but I'm from a suburb in Michigan. It's like right on the border. So uh Okay. So, yeah, people are always confused because they are like, are you from Toledo or Ohio or are you from Michigan? And I'm like, well, I'm from that's like the nearest city, but I'm like from a suburb of Michigan. But um, yeah. So that said, you know, it's coming from the Midwest. I think it's a lot of like family values, um, hard workers, uh, very lots of religious people and. I grew up Catholic, baptized Catholic, um, have been my whole life. Um, Theology is something that I'm very interested in. Um, When I was in college, I went to college in Ohio and um, I took a theology class and it was like one of my favorite classes ever. So I I think I'm just very in general into kind of spiritual concepts and um, whether it's like religion or or different things, like I just, I've kind of explored it all. But for me, um, I think definitely there is a little bit of a stigma or, or kind of on, comfortableness that can come with these different systems. So like I know people um get really uncomfortable talking about like astrology or even like psychic mediums and things like that. And you know, my thought on the whole thing is that I'm really deep into this work. I should have mentioned in the beginning I'm also like I did do psychic mediumship work, not in my business. It's not something you can work with me to do. It's something that I'm exploring in a mentorship at the moment. I might bring it into my business, but it's a big part of my life and it has been forever. And so that said, I think that when it comes to any of that stuff, I think that people who place a judgment on it just don't even know what it means like they don't even know like how it all works because it's we're all talking about the same thing. there's something that I saw recently that I thought just nailed it right on the head which talked about how you know manifestation and the power of prayer are the exact same thing um so it's just putting an intention behind some around something that you want and so whether you call that the power of prayer, sitting down to pray for pray for something that you want to happen or for someone that you want to you know something to happen to them you're praying if you're manifesting it's kind of the same thing it's by setting an intention it's going to look a little bit different you may not be talking to a god you may be talking to a different denomination which could be the universe or spirit or whatever and just kind of putting your intention to something greater than yourself and saying hey like this is something i really desire and there's obviously different methods they're all the same thing a church or, or, you know, Catholicism or, I mean, really any church is just like an organized um, way of working with kind of our faith. Whereas like spirituality is a little bit more, um, I would say it's, it's a little newer and I think it's a little bit more welcoming, Um, it doesn't feel so dogmatic a lot of times Um, or it might, you know, it depends on the person. It might, you know, some people might feel like it's a little bit woo woo and crazy, but I think at the end of the day, the real thing is that we're all kind of talking about the same things. And so of course there's these different systems that can help us. And human design is such a great system because, you know, human design doesn't ask you to believe in anything. It's not a belief system. And Mm -hmm. when I first got into this work, a lot of what I was doing was kind of arguing with people around like, because, you know, when I first started doing it, it's like, I didn't have a huge following by any means or anything like that. And so it was a lot of like talking about it with friends and family. And so what were friends and family saying? what are you doing? Are you in some crazy cult? And I'm like, no, it's like a personality test <laughs> and it doesn't ask you to believe in anything. So it's not like, it, it's really just a way to get to know yourself and there's different mechanics to it. And, you know, I'm not here to convince anyone if it's real or not. I'm here to just invite you. Like, if it sounds fun, if, it, if you resonate, then lean in. If not, then like, you know, there's other systems out there that may feel fun for you, but that's my stance.
0: Yeah, I, I, you know, because speaking of cults, I'm like, I recently watched the documentary about Heaven's Gate, and I can assure you, human design is not (laughs) Heaven's Gate. Um, So there's definitely no cult energy going on. Um, But yeah, I've been really wrestling my spirituality, or should I say, my religion um, kind of journey in the past couple years. You know, I've had a lot of different like life experiences occur too, which, you know, when you go through those tough times, Um, you either choose to have faith or like don't, or you start to question, Um, you know, what what do I believe in? How how am I going to get through this? You know, whatever it may be. And so I've just really been super open to things and not being preached to, but just being taught and being able to yeah. learn. Um, cause I do think there's a difference between, between being preached to and just being taught, you know, here, here's a buffet pick from it, what you want, not here, eat your food or don't get up from the table, you know? And that's kind of where I feel that the spirituality is now intertwining in my life to just really learn, you know, how can I just make my life on earth the best possible and just enjoy it. And right now I'm, I'm not really in the, I'm not really in the headspace to be preached to at all and I'm always very open about that on my on my channel and on my podcast and everything. I'm like I love you guys. I love anyone out there who like, you know, hey, I want to I want to preach to you. I want to what would you call it? Mission, you know, be a missionary. I want to I want to share the gospel with you. I'm not open to receiving it right now because mm. i want to learn about other things and i'm just i'm open i'm an open book not to religion right now so i feel like this is where human design is just really neat to me really fun really mm. fresh um and it's about you it's about you yeah. it's not about other people um it's I, and it's but it's not in a selfish way it's just how can i learn to tap into my best self and i think that's the coolest part about it you're not being asked to believe in a creator Um, if anything, we're, we're just being open to the universe, which like look around us, the universe is real. Like there's nothing fake about what's going on. Um, the science of energy and different things. It's real. Like we have studies on it. There's, there's different things that you can just really lean into and again, take a piece from the pie. So, um, I appreciate your stance. I think it's very important to just do you at the end of the day. It just, it doesn't bother anyone. It's just just like, leave me alone and, and allow me to learn and surround myself with what makes me feel happy. So before again, we dive into HG, I want to know like right now, based off of like your journey, what's been kind of a really like low, low that maybe has led you then here to your human design to create Mm -hmm. a new frequency for yourself?
1: Yeah. Oh, it's so, it's so funny with this story because it's kind of all intertwined into my human design journey without it being like human design being the thing that like, you know, help me so much just to kind of give the inside of the story. So, um, I found human design in, I think it was like 2017 or 2018. I was listening to a podcast and heard about human design and was like, okay, this is really cool. And, you know, I think a lot of times when people are in this space, it's they're usually self help junkies, which is very much of what I was. Like, I loved all of the, the quizzes and the tests, and I've always been really into wellness and doing the different, you know, things. And so, I, when I found human design, I was like, okay, this is like a new you know quiz I haven't taken. And it's really not a quiz. It's based on your birth information. So I remember looking at my chart and at the time there was no information about human design that existed on the internet, like very little information. And so I looked it up and I was like, okay, cool. Don't know what this means. Never did anything else with it. And then Several years later, I was actually on Instagram and an influencer that I follow, she shared how she just had this human design reading and it was so amazing and she shared the girl's name and that you know everyone should get a human design reading. And I remember at the time going, oh my gosh, like I I remember that thing. I really want to learn more about that. And it hit me. And I always say human design kind of finds you. And it like really found me in that moment where I knew I wanted to dive deeper. And so when I I ended up scheduling with like the girl that she tagged, and I think my reading was a couple of weeks later. And in between that time, I ended up going on Amazon and ordering a bunch of human design books and just starting to read about it. And I was just completely blown away, fascinated. It was a, it was language that my soul had been searching for forever, that I just needed to hear. It was like putting things about myself into a place that I really, I just deeply needed to know um, and to hear. And so when I had my reading, I just knew I wanted to do human design. And at the time, I was working a corporate job, um, like a lot of people do. And I was, you know, working the corporate America thing. I had this beautiful career laid out for me. I was working for a fortune 500 company. I had, um, I had already like, you know, been promoted a couple times. I had a very nice ladder to climb and the company that I worked for in my hometown, I was living um, in my hometown at the time. It's like the place everyone wants to work. And so it was like the dream job. Like everyone I used to talk to is like, how'd you get a job there? How'd you get in there? And, you know, I don't know, but, um, so that was a lot of conditioning that I was holding on to, and so when I found Human Design, I was like, I want to do this. And so I told the the girl that I had a reading with, I was like, Hey, like I I think I want to do this. Like so, she educated me as she you know gave my reading, and I really just kind of fell in love with everything. And we talked for almost two hours, and then I just went deep into self study and self study meaning like just reading all the books, you know, browsing the web for whatever existed at the time on the internet. And then, um, realizing human design is very complicated. It's very complex. So I ended up, um, you know, buying a training and so enrolling in a training to learn human design. I did that, um, didn't love the training that I did, but at the time it was, I I didn't expect it to become a full-time thing. What I expected it to be was just something that I I did on the side. I'd read somewhere that, um, most millionaires have like seven um income streams or something like that. And so it's like, oh, it's just like another income stream. I'm always the self-help friend, the person that's always giving the advice. So I just thought it was going to be something that I did kind of on the side outside of my corporate job. And that's really what it started as it was like a you know party trick over wine with girlfriends. But obviously it kind of led into something greater where as I started, I, I made an Instagram account and started sharing about my my journey with human design. And then I had lots of people reaching out to me. I think I shared on my personal Instagram, like, Hey, I do human design. People are like, what the heck's that? So lots of people like wanting to work with me. And so then I started charging, I think I charged like $60, um, for a 60 minute reading. And so I just started doing that. And then I think if you make so much money, like I think it's like over 500 or $600, you technically have to like establish yourself as like an LLC or something. And so I, um, was like, well, maybe I should just kind of establish that. So then I did. And Honestly, it was like one thing led to it next. It was like more and more people wanting to work with me, me trying to find ways to do more human design. And so to your question of like, how did it kind of help? was there like a sort of a hardship or something that led to this? And this was really it because um, there became a point where I was really doing extremely well in my career and I was loving human design, but I was feeling a very strong divide between the two and actually wasn't living in alignment to my human design. I was very frustrated at my job. Things started to kind of, it was weird. Like I, I remember, just things started to happen. Like I had never had problems in my job, and I remember getting in like a fight with a coworker, and that like sent me to. I got like in two major fights with coworkers in two months, and that never happened to me. It was like very weird. Just like it was just kind of like lots of tests from the universe and lots of breakdowns. And then I got a I got a huge promotion. We got like a twenty thousand dollar raise, and I was like, How am I ever going to leave? And so most people would be excited about a promotion, and I cried. So I knew that like, it was a golden handcuff to farther from the dream of what I wanted to do, which was just to truly help people. And that's what I was always really naturally gifted at. And so I spent the next almost a year just depressed, really. Like I had a really, um, scary sort of mental break where, and in this time I moved across the country with my boyfriend, which was supposed to be our dream. And I was just really depressed, um. And then had to move back home and then found out I was still depressed. So it had nothing to do with the move. It was just simply my job. <laughs> and so, yeah, so my journey was really just around it, it. There was a moment when I was actually, um, in a session with a client and she's like, she had a very similar design to me. And she's like, well, how do you like use your design? It's similar to like, you're a, um, you're a generator, you're a sacral generator and I'm a mm-hmm. sacral generator. So is this girl and she's like, how do you tap into your gut? How do you tap into your gut feelings?
0: <laughs> like, and I don't do you-
1: know. <laughs> yeah. And it was very, um, it was very confronting. I remember in the session going, "Oh fuck, I don't like. Mm-hmm. I, I don't tap into my gut. I don't. I'm not listening. I'm so frustrated. Like I literally every single night, like don't know what to do with myself because I can't stop crying. And like I want to do this thing, but it was like just the conditioning. I think we get this in the Midwest a lot, where it's like, work hard, make lots of money. Like you know, it's four hundred one k, four hundred one k. Yeah, it's literally like a competition to like you know, get a 401k, have the kids and like get your first mortgage. And like, Mm -hmm. I just remember like, that was, was really weighing on me. And like, I have a lot of conditioning from my parents as well. So finally I just was like, I literally from that session, that, that minute I scheduled a meeting with my boss for that Friday and we jumped on the call and I, and I, I quit. Um, and I cried and my boss was like, who is so amazing? He's like the Zen Buddhist, um, and he was like, "You're going through a spiritual awakening," and like, it was just so sweet with me. And you know, I never expected it. And actually, I went part time for around six months after that. Okay. It was nice because they did like a transition, so they put me on like a medical, like part time thing, which was basically because my mental health was destroyed. And um, so yeah, so and then I finally left and started doing human design, and, and this was I've only been doing human design full time for just over a year, so this was oh, not wow. That long ago. So yeah, so my crazy. journey, so my journey of knowing how human design works is because the minute I followed my gut, then the the second I decided to go, you know what's lighting me up? Human design lights me up. Mm. Everything falls into place. Like um it's called alignment. You know, I have a friend who's really religious and she's like, alignment is God. So, you know, those of you listening that are, you know, going back to the beginning of this conversation. So just kind of similar thing. So I was Really feeling in alignment for the first time, and since then, the day that I left my corporate job, I had thirty people schedule a session with me that day. wow um, Just absolutely bananas. Just what's happened since. So that's amazing. That's
0: Do you believe? And this is just like we're speaking about, like our our jobs, and you know, there's so many people that operate in their jobs, and they have to keep their job to make a living. You know, they mm-hmm. don't always have the entrepreneurial uh, thought process, or they don't always know what's going to go, what's they're going to do next. If they tap into their human design and say that they finally find alignment, they quit that job and maybe they're living, uh, they're just living frugally, right? They're like, I just know I'm not happy here. I'm living frugally. Like, would you almost argue that for people to go through that transition of, you know, fear, how am I going to pay for my next meal? How am I going to do this? Do you think? that chase to find their personal alignment is something that could pay off for someone. Like if they're listening to this right now and they're like, oh, that sounds like me. I'm not happy with where my job is, but I don't necessarily know what I'm going to do. And say they get a human design read with you and they know that like they need to operate off their gut or whatever. So they quit and, you know, they're searching for this new thing. Are you like an advocate of like doing, taking the risks, doing the stuff like that, knowing that when you do live in alignment, you could be making... $10,000 a year, but you're 10 times happier than making a hundred thousand dollars a year living out of alignment. Does that
1: make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Love this question. Um, it's a challenging one because I, I believe exactly what you just said at the end that like alignment is about really just being happy. And so that's going to look different for everyone. Um, I think we have a lot of conditioning around what happiness is or what makes us happy money, you know, lots of material things, but I would say that, you know, when I tell my story, I'm like, I'm not telling anyone to like quit their job and to, you know, do something dramatic for me. Like I knew what I wanted to do and I knew that I was going to make it happen. You know, you're also talking to someone, those of you that know human design will get into it, but like, I have a defined ego and I have a defined identity center. So I knew exactly where I wanted to go and how I was going to get it. And, and I have a defined route. So like, I was very, like, I had a lot of like drive Mm -hmm. and you want to like, how I can make it happen. I was scared. I was very scared to make the, the jump. But so as far as like other people making that decision, I would say my number one advice is first this and not everyone's designed to do their own thing. I don't, I think you can be fully in alignment working for someone else. I fully believe that. And I think that there's nothing wrong with like working for corporate America. Again, I had a great career. I loved what I did, but it wasn't what I, I knew that I was meant for something more Mm -hmm. and maybe I'll go back someday and do that again. But for now, definitely not a part of my journey at this moment. But so that said, I think that the first thing that I ask people to do is, you know, to look in your current situation and to figure out how to work with your energy within your current job. So if you're a generator, a manifesting generator listening, uh, uh, what's really important for you is following what lights you up and following your kind of gut feelings of, you know, what, what brings the best pieces of you out. And so what this looks like is in your job. What, what really excites you in your job? What's really satisfactory in your job? Are there certain, you know, tasks or jobs or meetings or um, people that you work with? Is there ways that you can do more of that? So it could simply just be a conversation with your boss around, mm-hmm. you know, hey, I really love when I work on XYZ project. How can I do more of that? Or really, really frustrated when I work on this. Like, can I delegate that? Can we hire some more help? Can we give that to some, like, is there something I can do? I think getting really honest with yourself and just being really honest and transparent with your manager is like, I mean, that's the first start. Mm-hmm. And so see if you can make shifts within your career. And then if you're like, no, I'm I'm like, this just career sucks. Maybe it's, you know, moving career. If you don't know what you want to do, I wouldn't just quit and just, you know, sit around because you're still not going to know what you want to do. I would figure out, I would try to kind of, you know, figure ways out to make that work, but then also kind of chase your your dreams or or figure out what it is that's really lighting you up outside of work and then see how those things can can bleed together. So, you know, for example, like I know someone who does social media for uh, a major like the same company that I used to work for. And she like always loves social media. She hates doing it for this company. Like hates it. It's like, you know, not something that really lights her up. And so I'm like, well, can't you, can you do social media for something, someone else or something else outside of work? And so, you know, we've been having conversations around ways that she can do what she loves to do in a way that's not kind of in that environment. So then maybe she can take that leap. So I would have a vision before you decide to take a leap. And then also just like in the, in between time, just figure out ways to work with your energy within those careers. Does that make
0: sense? No, I, I actually love that you said that because yeah, it doesn't always have to come down to quitting that career. It's what do you like doing? Are you someone here like, I love it when I organize the spreadsheets? Yeah. I, I I love running to the printer. you know, like I don't know. Yeah. Um, whatever it may be. I think that that's that's a good first step um mm-hmm. before you take that big leap, um especially if you're someone with without like the the drive of a dream. like you just don't really know what that dream is yet. And again, that's completely okay. I just know that there's probably a lot of people listening who are not where they thought that they'd be and they know they're destined for more. And like, even myself you know i know that i'm destined for more like i see myself and i see what she's doing and i know that that's who i'm supposed to be um and in different ways i'm doing what i'm supposed to be now just not on the platform that i know i can be which again i'm really excited to read my um my book and and talk a little bit deeper but let's like dive into it then we're talking about it. We've talked about it now. <laughs> yeah. What is human design? So there's a lot of people yeah. that are like, sacral what? Manifesting what? Generator gut what? So yeah. what is it? I'm a
1: dummy. Tell me what it is. Yeah. Okay. Human design for dummies. Um, <laughs> And so really the the basis of human design is that it's a self-awareness system. It's a system that's based on the time, place, and location of your birth, and it reveals your innate energetic nature. And Question.
0: Mm-hmm. How is this different from cancer rising sun moon aries whatever cuz that also uses your birth date and your time. So can you can you also kind of dab into that difference cuz astrology yeah. people are going to be like yeah I'm cancer rising moon sun shine.
1: Yeah. Can you yeah. can you
0: talk about that too?
1: Yeah. So um actually astrology is a piece of human design. So human design is a combination of um, astrology, uh, quantum physics, genetics, the Chinese I Ching, the chakra system and um, the Kabbalah tree of life. And so it's all of these different modalities, these ancient systems that are all interconnected that make up the human design system. And so all of these things as they're interconnected, there's different layers to it, but the astrological piece is just simply, it speaks to where the planets were and the themes of the planets. That's the only piece that astrology really is tied into our human design. Um, so it's not doesn't really have a huge astrological component. But yeah, so it's based on our time of birth. And so when you plug that into, you can do it on my site, thedesign of I definitely, if you're, you know, listening, if you're not driving, look up your chart. Um, you just need your time of birth, which some people either know right away or some people need to look up. So have that. And when you have that, then you get this body graph. And your body graph is all of these different shapes and and numbers and um these lines. And it's kind of this like holograph of the human. And really human design is a way where we can see our energetic makeup and our energetic makeup tells us how we make decisions best, how we can work with our energy rather than against it. How can we operate from a flow state? How can we get into alignment? Um, What gifts do we have naturally? What is our personality archetype? How can we um, use our energetic gifts in our everyday life to live out our life theme or our purpose? How can we, um, where are we prone to conditioning from other people? And how can we um, work with the gifts or the energy that that we innately carry all the time Rather than again against it, there's even a deeper layer into your human design that will speak to how you digest food and information, what your strongest sense is, what environments you thrive in, um, what motivates you, how you can bring things into your life, aka manifest, um, and your perspective on you know how your mind really operates. So there's like a really deeper layer into that, but it's very scientific. It involves quantum physics and genetics. And so it takes the, you know, 64 codons in the human body and it it ties those to 64, what we call gates, which are different gifts that we um, either carry consistently or inconsistently throughout our chart. And um, yeah, so there's lots to it. There's even kind of a whole science in there around something called neutrinos. Neutrinos are a scientifically proven concept called, they're basically the uh, subatomic particle to an atom. And so, you know, in life, we have atoms constantly kind of floating around us. And these neutrinos are constantly filtrating the universe. They come primarily from the sun about 70%. That's why in going back to astrology, your sun sign is so important because that's the energy from the sun at your time of birth, which is somewhat tied into human design. Um, But we get most of our neutrinos from the sun and, um, you know, all sorts of light and neutrinos carry things like information. And again, like this is a scientifically proven concept. So it's really cool to get into the science of neutrinos, but a lot of how human design works is neutrinos kind of filtrating the earth at the time of our birth to kind of make up this energetic imprint of who we are.
0: <laughs> um <laughs> I'm speechless. <laughs> uh, in a good way. I I just think it's so I actually while you were saying that I pulled up my design of you on your website. So easy to utilize. Um, so definitely make sure you guys check that out for the rest of the episode. Pull up yours if you're not driving. Um just so as we're referencing these things you can kind of know what we're talking about um so yeah i see this this whole design of like what would be you know the body and there's all these numbers and different symbols and all these things i mean to know that you know exactly what's going on here is like (laughs) fascinating so literally go off and that's queen energy for sure um so human design when when we're talking about it then okay so i just filled out my chart here you know here i am i'm I'm reading all of these things how Mm -hmm. does how can this help me I'm not coming to you. I'm like, Hey, thanks so much for the the free chart. So like, what's this going to do for me? How is this going to enhance my life knowing?
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. And um, I think the one thing is that when you look up your chart, it's Um, the, the challenging part is that there's going to be lots of confusing words. And so I, a big thing that I'm passionate about is breaking it down. So the first thing I would say is get your guidebook, um, or just go on Instagram or listen to my podcast, which will help break a lot of things down. I'm working on building out a blog to hopefully break down some things too, that you can click on and read, but you know, really the most important piece for you to tap into. and, And the first part that I would spend a lot of time getting to know is your energy type. Um, there's five different energy types and then your strategy authority and then your signature and not self themes which i call the alignment themes but why don't we start with energy type and i'll just break down very briefly which each type is and how it operates because again i think that's kind of the most important part so i'll talk about each type and then the strategy and um the alignment theme to the type so the first type the most common type is a generator which desiree that's what you are that's what i am generators make up around 35 percent of the population and then the next type is the manifesting generator and they are um, similar to generators and how they operate, but they make up around 32% of the population. So manifesting generators and generators combined are about 70% of the population. Mm-hmm. They're very similar. So I'm actually going to break down kind of them together. So generators, they are people who, um, well, and manifesting generators, they are people who are built in with this, they have a built in life force. So the generator piece of the two of them is a generator motor in your body graph specifically. So the thing with all the shapes and the numbers, there's like different, um, the different shapes are either colored or not. The second square from the bottom, that is your sacral life force center. And that area is what makes people a generator. And having a generator um, defined, aka colored in, just means that someone is going to be of the two types and a generator or manifesting generator. And that just means that they are people who are designed to follow what they love and what their gut is pulling them towards. So your gut feelings, um, that is from that that place. So each sort of center has its own um, mechanics to it, but each center can be like your gut, your instincts, your emotions, your you know your ego, and so this one's all about the gut feelings. And so generators and manifesting generators are people who are designed to follow what they love to do, and their strategy is to respond. So um, it's wait to respond. So basically, in life, when they follow things that they love to do, and in general, the universe is constantly putting things that are being pulled towards them to respond to, and so it's up to you, you know, and me as generators that we just respond to things that are showing up for us in the world. So rather than pushing and forcing things, we just respond to what's lighting us up in the moment. And um, if you have gut feelings authority, there's two breeds of the generators or manifesting generators. They can have gut feelings authority, or they can have emotional authority. Both do have a strong gut, but it's how people make decisions. But If you have gut feelings, it means that you're designed to follow that gut. What is your gut telling you? Is it lighting up? Do you feel full bodied You will know in the moment if you have gut feelings authority, whether something's yes or no for you. And so you just respond based on that. So this is as small as like, what's for dinner tonight? Generators and manifesting generators do really well with options. And so when a generator, a manifesting generator is in alignment, they feel satisfaction. And when they're out of alignment, they feel frustration. And so that's yeah. just kind of like the feeling that will happen when you're like, you know, working with or or not with your strategy and authority. You'll hear me hammer a lot around strategy and authority. And that's just because it's simply the most important part, because it kind of gives you access to all the other layers of the highest expression. So the next type is and, and actually one thing I do want to speak to the difference between a generator and a manifesting generator um, is that manifesting generators have kind of manifester energy. And so maybe I'll speak about the manifestors next, just because it kind of bleeds into this, but manifestors, they are people who that's one of the types, by the way, they're about um, three to 5% of the population um, or sometimes 9%. I just saw a new statistic. So I'm not quite sure if it's three to five or 9% at the moment. Um, But manifestors are people who they're like the trailblazers and the people that get creative bursts and ideas. And they're the ones that they, they get these kind of like impulses to follow something. And so when they get that impulse, they want to go after it and they want to do it fast. How they work with their energy, their strategy is to inform people, is to first decide, okay, based on their authority, which could be a bunch of different things, if it's a yes or no for them, and then to inform people around what the idea is and where they're going if those people are impacted by it. And then to act, to go after it, to initiate, to go after this idea or this impulse. And so- Going back to a manifesting generator, manifesting generators—they've got that generatorness that we talked a lot about, but they also are like manifestors where they get lots of creative ideas. Now, their strategy isn't to inform; um, it can be helpful, but they so they work kind of mechanically different than just a manifestor. But they have that like energy, like a manifestor, where they get lots of ideas. And um, so, what makes the manifesting generator different from a manif- than from a generator? But all the words, um, the manifesting generator is very multi um, passionate, very curious, multi hyphen, it wants to go after a lot of different things because they get those ideas and they have the energy from that gut sacral life force to do it. Generators are the builders, they're the doers, they're the kind of like, quote unquote, nine to fivers, which I of course hate given my story, but um, the people that are meant to like sustain energy when they do things that they love only. Okay. And so then manifestors um, going back to them, when they're in alignment, they feel peace. And when they're out of alignment, they feel anger. And so that's kind of a signpost for them to go back to their strategy of inform people. And then their authority can be lots of different things. So they may have, you know, ego authority. They can also have emotional authority. They can have um, instinctual authority. Then projectors, um, which are the third most common type. So it actually goes generators, manifesting, generators, projectors, manifestors, and reflectors. Projectors are about 22% of the population. They are our natural seers. Our guides are um, the people that kind of see the world in an upgraded way. And how they work with their energy is to wait to be invited or recognized. Why this is, is because... Their energy is very focused and penetrating and absorbing. And so projectors really need to make sure that they are um, being invited in to share all of the things that they absorb, because sometimes they project onto other people when they don't wait for, they don't wait to be invited or they're not recognized first, because otherwise people are like, okay, that was like unsolicited advice or um, they kind of feel like it's just like a little too much. So it's really important that they're in places where they feel really seen and invited in. And the invitation thing, I think a lot of people get tripped up on because they think like, I can't do anything unless I have this formal, you know, invitation signed, sealed, delivered and mailed to my home. Really, it's not like that. The projector... Um, if, as long as they're like energetically invited, which could look like a compliment or someone saying like, Hey, like, I want to hear more about, you know, what you have going on, or I want, I love your opinion, you know, very like simple ways to kind of be invited in or recognized, or wow, I've seen you, you know, really you you learned a lot about this thing. Can you tell me more about it? Like things like that. So it feels really good for a projector to be seen when they're in alignment, they feel success. And when they're out of alignment, they feel bitterness. So success is like people are recognizing and seeing me for all the gifts that I have, for the leader that I really am. And bitterness is like, no one sees me or recognizes me and no one's inviting me in. And so they have to work with that kind of invitation piece to wait. One of the things in human design that's very counterintuitive is this waiting piece. Mm-hmm. All of the types are designed to wait besides the manifestors and the manifestors are to inform. And so the waiting is so counterintuitive because we live in a culture that's like, go laugh, it, go get your, you know, make your dreams happen and all those things, which you know, it was great. And I think that we all can do that in specific ways if we work with our energy, but mostly it's about just waiting for um, something to happen then for us to to just either respond or to get that invite or which leads us to the final type, which is reflectors, which are only 1% of the population. So incredibly rare. Reflectors are people who um, they have no consistent energy in their chart. They're like our, our gentle mirrors. When you're around a reflector, they kind of actually mirror your energy back to you. And mm-hmm. they will, um, they kind of make you feel seen, maybe a little bit confronted, but they, um, are the people that are just kind of like gentle, resilient, um, very ethereal sort of beings where, um, they're very affected by the cycles of what's happening in the universe are very affected by their environments, their relationships. So it's super important for those people to like cultivate good relationships, be in the environments that are most supportive for them. And, they, um their strategy is to wait to be invited or wait to be kind of included. They're kind of like projectors in a way where it's like, you kind of want to wait for someone to initiate you and then also give themselves lots of time. So wait a 28 day lunar cycle is kind of the, the um, recommendation is to wait, you know, several days, almost a month before making major decisions. And when they're in alignment, they feel pleasantly surprised. And when they're out of alignment, they feel disappointed.
0: Well, okay. Now I feel like we all need Fucking name tags and I need to know exactly (laughs) what you are wherever we are. I feel like I need to walk into like rooms and now know where are my reflectors, where are my unicorns? Because that's that one sounds incredibly rare too. Is there Mm -hmm. any human design that is bad? Like you know what I mean? Is any like
1: there's no hierarchy, there's no good or bad. I mean it's just more of like there's more of these ones and you Mm -hmm. know less of these, and collectively, like that's you know, on purpose. Like we're, you know, designed to have so many people versus not. So, so yeah, so it's kind of like, we all have our own place in the world. So there's no good or bad. I don't look at an aspect and I'm like, oh, like this person is this way. There's, there's high and low expressions to every piece of it. Mm -hmm. Um, But your energy type is like, the other thing that a lot of people get confused about is like, they'll, they'll look at their energy type kind of like their zodiac sign. Mm -hmm. And it's different, like your zodiac sign or anything in astrology is a lot more like characteristic personality based. And your energy type is just your energy. So if you close your eyes and a generator and a reflector walked into the room, you might feel the energy of a reflector very differently from the energy of a generator. Mm. Um, So it's like, it's just the energy that they're bringing into the world. It's less about like, you know, how they operate characteristically. Now there are like some small things just noted from the energy, like projectors manifestors and reflectors need a lot more rest than generators and manifesting generators but that's just given because they don't have that generator that motor that we talked about that like working motor so they need more breaks. specifically projectors and reflectors need a lot more rest than any other type they need like you know to take naps so any projectors (laughs) and reflectors listening nappers you're, (laughs) you're tired and you need a nap then you know and someone's making fun of you for how like much you like to take a nap tell them that like that is literally how you actually get more done. Like you're actually more productive when you then have the energy when you wake up than if you were to kind of, like force through it.
0: I know that on your Instagram, you've done a few different um profile charts for, like, different celebrities. I feel like I need one now on, like, Elon Musk because I feel like he has Ooh. just got to be the most interesting, multifaceted human with just what he does and how his brain seems to work but you'll yeah. have to throw that one out so
1: obviously uh, i did look his up before too and i forget what it is but yeah that's a good one i i like have a whole list of people i want to do at some point so i'm going to add that one to my well list. i love those
0: i love those posts so definitely do do more those are so fun yeah. to read um <laughs> okay so with having these energy types now obviously you do you know you give you you give people free charts but you also Mm -hmm. read them so we don't have to do like obviously a full read of mine but Mm -hmm. can we break down just a few things to give people an idea of like what you could also do for them so like i'm i'm looking at mine right now i'm seeing the definition how you flow and work with others i'm seeing incarnation cross your life theme and purpose. Can you just, you know, a few of these that you think could be super helpful or are the most helpful for people to really like take off to a next level of their selves. J- just yeah. walk me through a few that you think are really important.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So first again, the energy type. So <clears throat> knowing your energy type is going to be most important and then strategy and authority is the bread and butter of human design. So knowing those things so important. And then the alignment themes, the signature theme and not self theme, that's going to help you you know, get into alignment or not to know how you're using your strategy and authority. So okay. most important thing to know, keep that in first and foremost at the front the next layers so we would get into your definition which basically speaks to again how you flow and work with other people and so your definition is what we call collaborative it's formally called split definition and this just means that when it comes to like working with other people you do really well in collaboration so you may like need connection and so sometimes like if you're working from home too often you may sometimes need to like you know, work with a friend, go out in a coffee shop. Even if you're not directly collaborating, you're working with someone. Sometimes it can feel very supportive to um, just go in public because why you're called collaborative definition is because the way that your energy is kind of defined in your chart, it's in two different areas. And so sometimes being around the energy of others helps more energy flow. What I mean by this is, so when two people are together, their charts overlay, it doesn't matter if you're like, again, directly next to them or if they're like, you know, within six feet of you, probably you're going to feel their energy. And so, um, you kind of fill in places where they're open and vice versa. And so when you're in an environment, if you're collaborative, sometimes it feels good to just have the energy of other people around you Mm because it kind of like fills in some of the gaps that you have. Um, I'm the same way. So yeah, so that's just kind of how that one works. You can be independent definition. So someone who's like very self-sufficient, doesn't need a lot of collaboration, you can be synthesizing definition, someone who needs to kind of synthesize things by moving their body. Um, You could have no definition, which is just simply like um, what I would call is someone who just needs to kind of go in different environments and to um, give themselves more space to just kind of like feel things as they move about like the places that they are. So those are reflectors. Yeah. So there's different ways that that works. The next piece is your profile. Your profile is the personality part. So this is where like maybe your Zodiac sign starts to come in. Um, and it like, you know, I was saying earlier with your Zodiac sign, sometimes that can feel like your personality type. This is where your personality comes in. This is your archetype. And there are 12 different sort of archetypes that people can have. And it's a combination of two numbers. And so you can be like a one, three, a five, one, a six, three, you are a two, four, and I call it two, four, the introverted extrovert. The two number is about being a hermit and the four is about being the opportunist. So I call that's this- That's me. <laughs> yeah, I love getting the profile because it's usually where people are like, that's me because it's a lot about your personality. Mm-hmm. And so the first number, the two is hermit. So you see yourself sometimes as this, which is very much introverted energy wants to kind of shy away, wants to kind of be in your own space. Um, The one thing about anyone who has a two in their profile, and again, this combination can look like the two could be in the second placement. So it could be like a five, two, for example. And so anyone listening that has a two, this energy is about, again, being very introverted. But the thing about twos is that they oftentimes have gifts that they're not aware of and so sometimes they're they're very innately talented and so i always give people up a two in their profile some homework to just ask everyone in your life like what are we really good at that i just may not know and so it's kind of cool to see their answers you know the four energy in you is very opposite it's very um network energy opportunist energy um friendly energy wanting to be around people going to different opportunities and um really what happens with any four is that they all of their opportunities are from their network, so jobs, situations. And so being a 2-4, the kind of combination that comes with your profile is, again, introverted, extrovert energy, ambivert energy, where it's like part of you wants to shy away and needs that kind of alone time to, um, you know, work on your gifts, go inward to get away from the crowd and then part of you is like, I need to be around people. I've been alone for so long. Or like, I need to get out of my shell. I need to get out of that hermit shell. Mm-hmm. And so being a 2-4 is like, you can't do anything about your profile, but I guess the way you would master it is like, you know, creating a balance in your life of, you know, so much balance where you can take the time away and people aren't like, you know, confused by it, but then also a life that's so exciting that kind of pulls you out of that shell when you need to. And then, you know, having such an exciting life that you're like, okay, I'm like so fulfilled now I need to like, you know, go back and just integrate for a moment.
0: Yeah, that's so, definitely how I feel myself. I'm like, okay, I'll have a weekend away with friends all the time. And I'm like, uh, okay, I got to be by myself for like five days. Like, I, yeah, I have to yeah. like self-recharge. But that is the funniest phrase, the introverted extrovert. That's literally me. I'm not 100% extrovert. I'm mm-hmm. also definitely not introverted, but I'm just like this awkward in between where I just, some days a different part of me comes out and that's the beauty of it. Um, but that's a really, that's a really fun thing to, to see. And again, this alone is free, um, for anyone to do on your website, which is awesome. But I think having this like value of hearing a little bit more about it, um, from someone who's very educated about it is, is super powerful too. So let's like walk, let's walk through a few more and then I have a few questions to wrap up and. I'm, I'm glad that you have like so many podcasts yourself too. Cause I'm like, I, I need more right now. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. need like a spoon. I just I'm actually,
1: this. yeah, I'm actually in the process of doing a whole energy type series. So I think. Cool. This week is, um, well, I don't know when this podcast is coming out, but it'll probably be done by the time this podcast releases because I'm on like the final two types. So yeah, those are all great. And I interview people who are of the different types as well. So that's really fun. Cool. But um, but yeah, so getting into kind of the deeper layers. So the next piece um, that I would get into after your profile is just by looking at each of the centers. So centers are really important because when they're defined or undefined, aka colored in is defined or, or um colored white, not colored in is undefined. Where you're colored in is where you have consistent energy and where you're not colored in is where you um, have um, inconsistent energy or where you're meant to be really wise and where you feel the energy from other people. Um, So each of those centers has a theme and it would take me a while to walk through because there's nine of them and there's high and low expressions of each, but those are just the places that I would get to know next. And then from there, the next piece would be your channels. Your channels are, if you're a reflector, you'll have no channels, but all the other types will have at least one. And your channels are, it's like a two number combination. And they're like the lines in your chart that connect two of the centers that are colored in or defined. And your channels are places where you have very consistent and strong gifts. So they're constantly expressing themselves. And so for you, Desiree, you've got one, two, three, four channels. And so each of these channels really brings about um, a strong gift that you carry. And so those are places that I would get really familiar with um, to understand kind of all of the the strong gifts that you carry. And really when it comes to like work or things that we do in, in our everyday life, it's sometimes embracing our gifts, right? Right. The next piece is our, are just our gates, which are just all of the numbers. So there's 36 channels and there's 64 gates. So the 64 gates, all two of them connect at some point and they make 36 channels i'm knowing each of the gates that you carry each person has 26 different gate placements which are again just the numbers they fall within different planets so that adds a nuance to it they each have like a decimal point added on which adds like a layer to it and then they can be conscious or unconscious so some you might be aware of and some you may be more unaware of Um, those all add nuance to it as well so um and then also like if they're consistent or not through centers i'm getting kind of detailed at this point but Those are an important layer to dive into, but I would say not the piece that you want to dive into first because there's lots of nuances to it. So you may read like, oh my God, I have the gate of depth, but that might be something that's unconscious and it might be like on an undefined center and it might be like, I don't know, in your South note or something where it's like kind of past life. So it might be like unfamiliar. Mm -hmm. So um, I would definitely work with a guide or, you know, schedule a session with someone like me to understand those at a deeper level. Um, But they're good to know the kind of high and low expressions. Which gates are the most important are the ones that are part of your channels, which is two of your gates. And this next piece, which is your incarnation cross, which speaks to your life theme and your purpose. Mm -hmm. And your incarnation cross is Um, really it's this, there's four different gates that it's made up of your earth gates and your sun gates. So they're basically the top four gates on your chart under, um, the top two under unconscious and the top two under conscious. Mm -hmm. And these make up your life theme less about life theme and purpose being the career that you're designed for. So like being a podcaster or a human design reader or a, you know, a doctor or a lawyer, it'll, it's more so like, what is the theme that you bring to everything that you do, no matter what? And so for you specifically, Desiree, yours is the um, right-angle cross of penetration. And it means that your purpose is to follow your ambitions and get straight to the point. And so it combines four of your gifts. The core of it is really within this gift of shocking others and um, kind of putting yourself through shocking experiences And being very like having competitive nature and needing excitement in life. And so you kind of shock people through like the experiences that you move into or the adventures that you take. And then like, you know, the next piece is all about like this grounding energy, which is your intuition. You have a very strong intuition. You know, it's your gate 57, which I'm leaning into, which is really something that, um, it gives you like just an intuitive knowing. And so those are like just two of like the major pieces of that, but each person kind of has their own sort of life theme. Mm-hmm. So that's the next part to dig into. And then the final deepest layers, which I don't recommend digging into at first, but people always want to at first. Cause it's like, it leads into your kind of like body, but it's like your digestion. Mm-hmm. So people can have different ways that they digest, digest food and information. So it can be like, low sound environments. It could also be like the way that you touch food. It can be the way that like you taste food for you. You're what we call calm touch. And it just means that you digest food best when you're in a relaxed state. And you also might like to like touch food. <laughs> um, that's
0: that's funny. I'm like, no wonder my digestion has been shit since I've had kids. Cause I have not been calm whenever yeah. I eat. I'm always like eating, standing up, hurrying up, um, whatever. But and again you said this is like the last layer of really like diving into it but it's funny to even like now even after this i'm gonna like now go eat next and i'll be like maybe i should sit down maybe i should put on some music and relax um yeah. but it's it's stuff like this to to venture into and and that i think is super interesting one question yeah environment it says yeah. your ideal environment caves
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's that's actually the, so after your um, digestion, it leans into this next piece where I'm like in the chart looking are these arrows on either side of your kind of like the head area of your chart. And so the first arrow, the top, we actually start from the top left. And so this actually has your digestion and your strongest sense. Your strongest sense is basically like What's your super sense in the world? Mm-hmm. So, for you, yours is your smell. So, it just means like you're really good at like sense. You have a sensitive nose and you kind of like smell when something's right or not. It could be with food, it could also be with opportunities and people. Mm-hmm. And then the next piece, which is the arrow right below that, so the bottom left hand arrow, this is your environment. And your environment speaks to the environments you thrive in. And so, it's more symbolic. So, it could be kitchens, caves. Um, shores, valleys, mountains, but again, it's more symbolic rather than like go live in a cave caves just means you like really cozy environments. This paired with like you being a two, four, that two energy is like, you like to be comfortable. You like to have a sense of control over your space. You like to be somewhere that feels safe and, um, just like cozy. You like to control the lighting. You may find that like, when you go to an outing, you want to drive because you want to be able to leave quicker, um. Or you like to have people over because it's like your environment. So you can kind of like control what happens there. So the sounds, the lights, the temperature, all that.
0: That's so funny. I just read caves. I'm like, nice. <laughs> <laughs> I love caves. Um, but yeah. I, but again, symbolic. And I think that's the cool thing about like a lot of these things is that you can read it and reflect it to something bigger. Like it's it's almost vague, you know, and it's meant to be because it, it doesn't necessarily mean live in a cave. It's just what does that environment look like? relative to you know where you actually are um yeah. which is super cool wow this is this is amazing i'm gonna have to like schedule a one-on-one with you as well because i yes. feel like just to dive in deeper to this is so fun and again like i just really enjoyed that this idea that you're not asking no one a part of human design or whatever it's asking you to believe in buddha or like christ yeah. or or mother mary or whatever like it's you're just believing in yourself. Like you're learning yeah. deeper about you. And I just think that's so cool. And at the end of the day, no matter what you believe too, if you believe that a power created you such as a God, this is what God made you. How cool yeah. is that? You know, like yeah. I feel like there's exactly. so many different approaches you can take. So
1: I guess yeah, um, you can you couldn't be religious and do human design. It's it's just more about like your energy and mm-hmm. really all it says is to experiment. Like that's literally all it is. And so like that's why I have a program all about experimenting and integrating and And really in like the guidebooks that I do um, and in sessions with me, like I'll give you like little homework assignments, you know, play with this, journal this, try this, try this, because all it is, is like, go see if this works for you. And I will tell you from my experiences, it does. And if, you know, and if it for whatever reason isn't, then like, you know, that may not be your thing, but again, like, it's just about a playing with it and going on a journey and seeing like, how closer do you feel to yourself and how, you know, how fast are things now happening because of that or, you know, or not. there's no risk,
0: right? No, I think it's, I think it's cool. And you know, it's funny because I feel like ever since I've learned about human design and I've really gotten into, um, just like meditation and taking time for myself and learning my, uh, my self-alignment knowing when I operate best, um, learning my human design a few months ago, very vaguely, but like still implementing these things I've learned. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. People are like, you're glowing. You're, I can just tell your confidence is there. I'm like, it's funny because it's just I'm in alignment. I, I yeah. feel right right now, and it's in people can tell when you feel right too, which is mm-hmm. so cool. So last thing to kind of to kind of wrap everything up. Number one, how do you personally juggle your own energy and then the energy of others that you're working with? Because it's almost like a therapist. I always think I'm like girl, how was my therapist therapy? Like, is she cool? Yeah. Like, is she okay? So how she all is, right? is they, yeah, no, like I'm like, are you, I hope you have a therapist for me because of me, you know? So how do you do that with, again, kind of like keeping your own energy separate, keeping in your yeah. own personal alignment journey? Cause I'm sure you slip sometimes time to time too. How do you, how do you juggle both of those?
1: Yeah. Oh, such a good question. I mean, there's definitely lots of, um, lots of ways that I, I don't do it great and lots of ways that i I manage. But I would say the biggest thing for me is just, it's been a lot of trial and error of just learning what works. Uh, in the beginning, when I started doing human design, it was, I'm going to work with everyone and then quickly realizing that I was going to get burnt out if I did that. So I only do four sessions a week, max. Um, I do, don't do more than that with my... I, so I have two sessions. You can either book a reading with me for 60 minutes or you can do a 30-minute intuitive guidance session. And with the intuitive guidance sessions. I only do, I think like maybe four to six of those a week, but they're 30 minutes. And then with the one-on-one readings, I only do four a week. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's for a reason. Um, I don't want to do more than that because I can't show up for that. And then because I have also have one-on-one, you know, coaching clients and programs that I run. So um, that is key for me to keeping my energy well. And then the people that I work with, I just really, I'm aware of where I'm open in charts. And usually I can see when I'm working with someone, you know, where they're, where I'm prone to their conditioning and vice versa. So I'm very conscious of how I'm conditioning other people. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes I notice that through my, my words that I share with people. Like, again, I have a defined ego. So sometimes I'm like really motivating and like, oh my gosh, like you just go do this, you know? And like, That could be a really good thing. I'm undefined emotionally, which we talked about. Sometimes I feel people's emotions and I carry them. So I have to just be really careful and mindful of how our energies work together. So I think because I'm, you know, understand human design so much, I'm able to do that. And so I don't really take on people's stuff so heavily. Um, But you know, the other thing too, is like, as far as like living my design, I just had a conversation about this a couple of days ago and, you know, no one does this perfectly. Like we're all designed to feel our not self themed. So we're designed to feel frustration, bitterness, um, anger, or disappointment, depending on your type. And that is, it's okay. And it's, it's needed. we can't have the light without the dark. So we kind of are designed to feel those things to then get back on track. And so, you know, as far as living my design goes, you know, I don't do it perfect. Um, I have days where you know, I'm out of alignment or, or, you know, weeks where I'm out of alignment, I'm trying to figure out what, what the cause of it is because it's a practice, it's a journey. Mm -hmm. And so it's like continuing to show up for yourself and trust in the universe or whatever denomination you believe in to guide you through and then just to you know follow what it is that's either you know lighting you up or the invitations are you know showing up or depending on your you know authority maybe instinctual authority or maybe your heart has to be in it maybe you have to feel like your voice speak through something or you have to see if it's right by your emotions everyone kind of has their own mechanics but
0: Mm -hmm. yeah wow yeah I, I really couldn't imagine I mean even just hearing all that like we just talked about i'm like i just want to like dive into every podcast you've ever put out and just <laughs> keep learning it's just it's so fascinating and it's so it's yeah. so fresh and it's so exciting because i hate to keep referencing it but like i said i've just been really struggling with religion and i just do not want to go there i don't want to listen to a sermon right now i don't want to listen to a, a bible study like i just want to learn i just want to learn well, something it's inaccessible it, yeah it's it is and It just this is so fresh and it's fun and it's how can i show up to be my best self for myself and those around me because you know the minute that you tap into your best self you can be the best for other people in your in your circle um and i think that this could even help you in like relationships and as a a parent Mm -hmm. um in your job you know however you show up these things are just are so powerful so if you if you had one like a little word of wisdom for anyone right now who's just kind of like losing that identity in themselves and you know with saying that it's funny because if you feel like you're going through an identity crisis you're probably out of alignment like if you really refer to it as like mm-hmm. what's going on could you also be going through a spiritual awakening like is that a thing do you kind of change who you are does do things change do events change your human design in some way i don't know but what would you say to someone right now who's just like listening to this and they're like man i really kind of want to dive into this because i don't know who the F I am right now. What are some words of wisdom that you would kind of give yeah. someone to to just kind of reclaim that alignment?
1: Yeah, I would say that keep working on yourself and keep getting the help that you need. You know, like something personally, like I'm I'm out of alignment at the moment. Like there is definitely, I mean, and it's funny because I just shared this on Instagram yesterday where someone was like, how are you? I do a question box every week. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it's so weird because I'm very happy right now. Like I'm simultaneously very happy but I'm also simultaneously like working through things. Mm-hmm. against the a deconditioning process. Like I'm still like working through my own things. Like I have a lot of fears that I my spleen has picked up. And so I just am working through those. And so, you know, for me, it's like, you know, get the get the help that you need and know that like no one's perfect and don't compare yourself to other people's journey because everyone's looks different. And especially in the day and age of social media, I think it can be really hard to compare where other people are, what it looks like. And so as far as like yeah my my word of advice is just to get the help you need whether it's you know you know taking care of yourself i think self awareness is so key so like when i am in a place of like i feel lost I start to learn more about myself. I go back to my human design, human designs in my toolbox. So mm-hmm. even though I do it every day, sometimes I don't do it for myself. So I open my toolbox and I go, let me look at my guidebook. Mm-hmm. Let me, you know, learn more about my human design. Let me jump on a podcast with another human design expert that I love and listen to them speak because sometimes I just need to hear it differently. Mm-hmm. And Um, so I will do that or I'll, I'll schedule a a session with like my therapist or like I'm in hypnotherapy coming up. So I will, um, I'll do some of that work. And so really, I think it's just about like finding what's in your toolbox that brings you closer to yourself and, and just like spending the time to do those. Or it could be as simple as like, you know, I love the infrared sauna. That like also makes me feel like a million bucks. So sometimes it's like, I just need to go get a massage and go to the infrared sauna. yeah like, <laughs>
0: you know? Honestly, I just need a hydrofacial and a, an, an energy drink. And like, I, I sometimes that will turn my whole day around.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, it, may as well, yeah, it could be as simple as like, you know, the food that you're putting in your body or as deep as like, yeah, going to the hypnotherapist, mm-hmm. like whatever it is for you. Like you just have to explore and you have to just be dedicated to becoming the best version of yourself through any modality or or practice. And I think that like, that's just my word of advice because we can't just say, you know, I I don't feel good or I feel like I'm having an identity crisis and then just Mm -hmm. sit there and scroll on our phone. Mm -hmm. That's not going to make you feel better. Like you need to get out and move or, you know, maybe it is a matter of resting, but then Mm -hmm. after you rest, get up and then, you know, figure it out. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's one thing I always tell people. I'm like, you know what? You are allowed to sit in the suck, but don't let it suck for long. You know, take your day, take your day let it piss on you. Who cares? You know? <laughs> and then, but wake up, the, but you better get your ass up the next day. I'll give you one yeah. day. I'll give you 24 hours. Let it suck. Um, but get your ass up the next day. So, yeah. um, well, I love that. And I know you mentioned like kind of going through your own thing right now, but it's funny. Cause like social media, I mean, I keep up with you just on Instagram, you know, I'm like, Oh, like what's your mm-hmm. post today or what's her story or yeah. whatever. And I'm always looking at your stuff. I'm just so inspired. I'm like her, your posts are always so aesthetic. I love your branding. She does such a great oh, job. Her you. stories are always great, blah, blah, blah. But again, it just goes to show like from the outside, like looking in social media is so deceiving, but like, I think, Fake. I think you're doing a great job. Um, and <laughs> I think you. sometimes we always need to be reminded of that. Um, and Aww. I know that it's hard when you're, you're kind of like, you know, you probably, you always see pe there's always going to be someone bigger than you, right? Like doing kind of the same thing that maybe you're like, Oh, I wish I was there. I wish I was there. Mm-hmm. Um, you but <laughs> having, yeah, but having, you don't that, block em. yep, block them, but having that, um, excitement for like what you do, Um, I'm glad I got to bring you to my audience because I think that you're super educated and um, obviously so passionate about this. And I'm excited. I hope that someone takes this and runs with it and follows it. And I hope this could change their life. Like this single podcast could could level up their life just from open communication, open conversation here. So I'm really excited uh, to have you on. I'm so glad we finally got to do this. Like Literally, I, I was like, I am not giving up. I I know that we've had some like issues with scheduling and things have come up. It's like, but I'm not giving up. She's gonna be on my podcast. So <laughs> I'm I glad you did it, because I was
1: like, dang it, I really like want to get on her podcast. Yes,
0: but. no, I'm so glad I had you. And yeah, I think that this will be a really, really great episode for people to walk away from and
1: and take something
0: new and fresh, and even maybe be excited about something. I have a lot of people that are really mm-hmm. resonating right now with me with the whole religion thing, and I think this could be something that you know, just kind of turns them on to like, you know what, I'm going to lean into me right now. I'm going to figure out the yeah. rest later, but I'm going, to, I'm going to lean into what what my best self is. Um, and I think yeah. that's really great. So before we wrap up, wrap up, tell everyone kind of where to find you. I'll put everything in the description mm-hmm. box, um, in the link in bio, whatever the hell we're calling it. I also put this on YouTube too, so <laughs> we can share the video. People can watch along um, and hopefully it'll reach more they are not mowing right when we're wrapping up. Um, and hopefully this will reach more people too. Um, just even hopefully someone clicks this randomly on YouTube and they're like human design. What?
1: I hope so. And if that is you, where you can work with me is, um, I'm, I'm at the design of you for everything. So Instagram, the design of you, the design of you.com Um, if you want to follow me personally i'm liam mcleod and yeah that's really kind of all the things And my website you can get your chart for free i also just launched a couple months ago something called decode your design where you can look up your human design chart um kind of like where you look up you know the whole thing but you can decode it and it'll give you like all these little fun descriptions about your chart just so you know the basics and it's really fun to like share on social media Um, but yeah, I have lots of different programs and ways to work with me and I'm always doing little sales and things too. So stay tuned. Um, the last thing I know this is coming out right before mother's day, human design, such a great gift for mothers. So if that is, um, you know, if you're looking for a good gift to get your mom, like I always have so many moms that I work with mom and daughter sessions that I do. Yeah. Something to consider as you're just kind of thinking about gifts to get people. But I can't wait to work with all of you listening and good luck on your journey. of just self-discovery. I think there's no perfect way to do it. It's just about getting curious and finding what resonates best with you.
0: Yeah. I love that. And thank you for that. Thank you for the Mother's Day suggestion, or even not for your own mother, but just if you know a mother, shout out to the mothers. Um, I'm again, so happy to have you on. I am looking forward to people replying back with like, this was such a fun episode. I think it was a really fun episode. Um, I'm excited to listen to it back. I'm like, I got to take notes again on my own. Um, and thank you so much for offering the guidebook. I'll be excited to share as well and, um, show other people what that looks like and hopefully they can get theirs too, but you have a great day and we'll stay in touch and we'll chat soon. All right. Thank you so much. All right, Thanks girl. Bye. Bye thank you guys for listening to today's episode and I hope that you really enjoyed this conversation with Leah and I I told you guys at the beginning I have a feeling you're going to like this you're going to walk away enlightened or interested, I really have a deep feeling that some of you guys maybe have your ears up and you're kind of like, Hmm, I want to hear more. Leah is a super kind human. I'm very grateful that I was able to connect with her and I'm excited to dive into my own guidebook and also take you guys through that experience and give you a little bit of feedback and updates in future episodes. If you want to find Leah or connect with her in any way or check out her services, make sure you check out everything below, just as I said in the beginning. And if you want to see other people on the podcast, let me know who, or if you want to see me on other people's podcasts, let me know who as well. There's one thing about being a podcast host and being the interviewer, but to switch roles and become the interviewee can sometimes give you guys a different glimpse of who I am too. Thank you guys for tuning in. And as always, I will see you in next week. That's all for this episode of Brunch with Desbe I hope you enjoyed hanging out, laughing, or maybe even crying with me today because let's be honest, you never know what you'll get here. Be sure to subscribe to my podcast, share with your family and friends, or even just a social media and tag me in it so I can share. Love you guys.